You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Welcome to the Geeks Pub. I'm Tim Robertson. Uh, once again, joined by David Cohen after his uh, uh, wayward travels. That music, of course, was Airwolf, the uh, preposterous series from the 80s that, for some reason, every problem can be solved in a helicopter. Uh, a supersonic helicopter, no less. Yeah, supersonic you know helicopter. You, I don't know how you that know how works. You make with, a, but yeah, you know, you know how you make a helicopter supersonic. You just put a big rocket. Put a big rocket. On the side. It was better than Blue Thunder, though. <laughs> it well, it, it well, was. It was kind of cool. Blue the, the, the helicopter. The, I don't know though, man. I, Blue Thunder was badass. Oh yeah, it was a different. It was definitely a different approach. Yeah. Uh, I've read. I've read about the concept behind Airwolf. And the fact that it was called Airwolf, it was meant to be a wolf in sheep's clothing, which is why it looked like what it really was, which was a, an ordinary commercial helicopter with bits bolted on the side, because yeah. that's actually what it was. Yep. Um, and uh, that, I think that was the idea, is whereas um, Blue Thunder was meant to be like this military helicopter. Of the, yeah, the military industrial complex, um, Airwolf was meant to be something a bit more um, stealthy. But Why didn't we ever get you know, the Airwolf Knight Rider crossover we totally deserved? Oh yeah. Right? Well they made were they made by the same people? I think that's what you need is you need the same production company doing it yeah. for that to happen, don't you? I guess, but I mean how cool would it have been to see, you know, planes, trains, automobiles, so you get Knight Rider, right? Badass. Yep. And then you get Airwolf and their job is to protect Thomas the train. <laughs> and that would be badass. And, to, and yeah, and and to to tie in with um with the mo- kind of modern sensibilities, Thomas the Tank Engine has in the carriages behind it has assassins fighting each other. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and they were delivered there on the Titanic. Yeah, that's right. And there was all, there would all, there would have to be a nuclear weapon somewhere because there was always a nuclear always. weapon on those. Yeah, always. Yep. Yeah, it's it's you know what it's funny you you kind of say that because obviously we're throwing back to these. 80s series that were very much you know they had an idea and then they kind of built a show around it and Airwolf was very much like that it was let's have a a cool military helicopter and then we'll kind of hang a story on it um and back in the 80s that that would do you for three four seasons oh, easily. yeah yeah that's the whole yeah. thing right there so i watched um morbius on the flight on the flight on the way the over, movie. which i know you've not seen yet Gerlato. Uh, yeah. yeah, but but what's interesting about it, and it, this, when it came out, it was it was really panned, and then it's it's kind of recently has gained a bit of a a kind of a subcult following on the internet. People going, oh, you got to see it. Um, no thanks. So watching watching it was very much like watching a uh, kind of pseudo superhero series, uh, a movie from the eighties or the nineties. It, it really had that throwback feel to it, where. Um, even though it's from a, a very storied and, and well well loved comic character, no, it was ne- the, he was never a well loved comic character. Well, they, well, I think some people think he was no, cool. He, he was never no. cool. No, he was anyway. always a lame character, and every right, single time well, he'd so, appear in a comic book, you'd be like, ugh. Well, the movie's a little bit like that, really. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, got to hand it to Jared Leto. He really, he it doesn't matter how crazy the stuff he does is. Uh, he commits he always commits he really commits to this good that's his um, job 
Yeah, but um, it it is one of those things. Is a bit. It it reminded me. Do you ever see that movie Dark Man? Oh, Liam, Liam Neeson. Neeson yeah, God, it's been yeah. years. So this was kind of like Dark Man in the in the you're watching it and it's real popcorn stuff and you think okay and everything and then afterwards you come out and you just think well that was just stupid mm-hmm. and this is like that and it has those situations where you know he's he's ang- <laughs> he he agonizes about people he kills or thinks he's killed or might have killed as the vampire and yet you know you know he's killed about 15 kind of nameless heavies and it's just like oh well they they're just mercenaries so it doesn't matter that <laughs> Yeah, I mean, nobody, nobody worries about those. It's that sort of movie. It's just like it doesn't even stick to its own internal logic. And, uh, you know, there's an attractive girl there for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Um, it really kind of underserves every character in its, in its plot um, in that way that those kind of 80s and 90s action movies did, which was just like, you know, well, yeah, nobody's important except for the guy with the name in his title, in the title. It might be wa- it worth really- watching just to laugh at it. It, it, yeah, it is, and as I say, it, it, in some respects, and I wonder why this is, has it has picked up a bit of a following because it does have that kind of nostalgic feel. It's like, oh, this is what this is what all movies used to be like. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and not in a good this way. is like this is like Universal Soldier, but with a uh, a vampire instead of a, a, a resurrected soldier in it. it. It's kind of like that, you know. There's some bad stuff out there, that's for sure. Now I know you also watched uh, the new Venom. Venom Two or whatever it's called, yeah, and Eternals. Uh, yeah, I of the two of those two movies because I've I haven't seen more Mobius, but Morbius, but I have seen Venom and Eternals. In my opinion, Venom is okay, and Eternals is awful beyond reason. It's just so bad. Yeah, well, I enjoyed Venom. Um, it was very much more of the same. Yeah. I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was good as as good as the first one. Um, because the first one really, it was just such a surprise to see the take they took on it, yeah. you know, and the big, the, the odd couple bickering between, I think they overdid it a little bit in the second one between Venom and, and Tom Hardy. Um, for, whereas in the first one, it, it, it really kind of, because it was new and it was fresh and the way it was done, uh, you know, it was, it really made the movie. Um, but yeah, you know, it was, it was more enjoy it was more enjoyable than, Mo- than Mobius. Eternals, I don't know, I, I I enjoy kind of half of it. I think the problem with Eternals that what really left it down, led it down, was I think some of the performances. I think the guy who played Icarus is a, a British actor who's done quite a lot of big TV work here. Wasn't he He's also awful. in uh, Game of Thrones? No, no. He he, the uh, what's his name? Um, Cersei's boyfriend was the one from Game of Thrones. They do look very similar. So you know the guy oh, yeah, who, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, he's 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 John Snow from Game of Thrones. No, I, but I thought I under- he played somebody else. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe he did. Um, but anyway, Richard Madden. I just thought, as the considering he's meant to be the lead, uh, and also kind of the the core of the movie in terms of in terms of what he does, um, I thought he was awful. I just thought his performance was leaden. It was boring. He was meant to be coming across as yeah. Brandy, he was in Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. I'm, I, yeah. What? Whatever. I'm sure he died because um, Game I, of Thrones. Pretty, pretty much everybody died at some point in Game of Thrones. I just didn't think he he was good enough for the for the role. For unfortunately, what? for the, for in um, in Eternals, I just didn't think he carried the role. And I he's think meant he to be... played it exactly the way they wrote it. Very stoic well, and and 
struggling yeah, it, and almost a robot. Just, I thought that he did exactly was, what he was supposed to do. I just didn't think he brought enough nuance to it because because I just didn't I didn't care about his character at all. Yeah, he was Rob Stark, d- dude. Well, see, yeah, I right, knew he okay. was because I was because I remember watching Eternals, going, "Wow, they just like plunder the cast of Game of Thrones." That's hey, let's grab well, this guy and this guy and name they recognition. English people and. They wanted English people, and um, if you cover the casts of Game of Thrones and Harry Potter, that's pretty much the whole English acting industry. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I just didn't care about his character, and, and he's meant to be one of the core characters of the story. And because I didn't care about him, I didn't really care about the story. You know, um, yeah, he was also in that I, movie Bodyguard. I saw that or that. Yeah, TV yeah, that series. that was that was a TV show yeah, that, that he did. I, BBC it, wasn't again, it. It was BBC, yeah, I and again, it's, it. the, it's the same sort of thing. He, he yeah. kind of plays the same person all the time. Yeah, you know, um, I just didn't care for him at all, and uh, and then I thought some of the other performances were also a little bit off. I thought the uh, the Indian guy who shot the stuff out of his fingers, I just I didn't understand his character at all either. I, I so I I think it was it was less than the sum of its parts, and that's kind of what led it down. It was too ambitious. Uh, yeah, we're meant to care about these characters, and we totally don't. Um, yeah, I, I think they did a big disservice to the entire. Number one, the Eternals is never was never a great comic book concept to begin with. Um, and they're trying something new with them right now in the comics, and it's bad, which is not surprising because it's been pretty much bad ever since um, they were introduced. They've never been very interesting characters. As Eternals, only when you get them out of those roles and away yeah. from each other that they become somewhat interesting. Um, here's my problem with the series or with the movie: these big things happen, and it doesn't have seem to have any kind of effect on the rest of the Marvel universe. And this is kind of a Marvel problem as well. Yeah. Um, although I know you haven't seen She-Hulk. There's one tiny little thing in She-Hulk. I think she's either listening to the radio or it's on TV or something. And they're like, and what's the deal with this giant hand that's all of a sudden shown up in the Northwest Pacific? <laughs> it's yeah, like, but, oh, but look, he's, they mentioned the Eternals. But here's the problem with that. I mean, that that is worse than not mentioning it at all. Because something that, that we know in... in pseudo real life yeah would be a huge deal and and in the marvel universe these huge things happen and everyone just kind of brushes over them and no just goes, i don't oh, have well. a problem with that because that's real life <laughs> yeah I, I mean look what's going on right now and we just kind of brush over it and we're on the next big thing maybe i mean maybe. It, for the average person in the marvel universe you or me living in the marvel universe a giant hand in the south pacific ocean shows up it's, and it's basically land, right? It's a big piece of stone. Mm-hmm. That's a day of the news cycle. There's no answers. Yeah. There's, nobody knows what the hell it is. It doesn't pose any immediate threat. We didn't see it get formed. We didn't see the guys flying around and all the explosions, all that crap. Well, no, the whole the whole planet was shaking, though, to be fair. Well, it's just one of the uh, earthquakes. The, the big cut, look, but the reality look, just five is, years is ago, everyone disappeared. Half the population has gone. Yeah. But 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 they're so shell shocked that a giant hand in one earthquake doesn't do shit. No, I think the reality though is that people would be screaming and shouting about who's not. Why is nobody doing anything about this? And, well, and that is would. not covered. In, 
That is not. But that's not also not but covered it's, in the it's, Marvel it's universe. It's not in your. Be- People no. be going. Where the hell are the Avengers? Why? How come we've got all these superheroes and nobody does anything about these things? No, some, somebody always does. That's the thing. Everything that happens in the Mar- Marvel universe, a hero shows up and fixes it. Whether it's a new hero or an existing hero, somebody shows up and fixes it. Well, no, nobody, nobody knew that anybody was there with a hand. That's the whole point. It was in the middle of nowhere. There's nobody around. This whole thing happens. Finally, the news crews go down there and see a giant hand, and they're like, well, that's freaking weird. wonder if that had anything to do with the giant earthquake everyone felt a little while ago. Right? Mm. In the meantime, all this other crap is going on all the time. Yeah. So I, I, but I think part of the problem is that when you've built a, a pseudo-realistic universe, which is obviously what the MCU is... Um, it has the same problem the comics has. Is why does everything happen here? You know what? What's what is it about this planet that means that everything happens here? Well, how, how do you know that everything does no. happen here? We don't know what's well, going on. Well, it does on because planets. because because uh, they're more the advanced. Point, the whole the whole point of the Eternals of, of the Eternals movie, the reason that that they turn against their um, celestial is because they say that these people are worth saving, not worth destroying. Yep. Um, these people are special. I'm on the and, celestial and side. I think they're right. It's. <laughs> It's just that Earth exceptionalism again, human exceptionalism, which we know is a pile of rubbish. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, we know. We know in real life if anybody came in the game, these people aren't worth saving. Well, yeah. Um, Except for you and me, of course. Well, it's, speaking of worth saving, there's two new series out. We haven't watched either one yet. Um, the new Game of Thrones with a whole bunch of people with white hair. I haven't watched it yet. And and to be honest, I heard that they're using the original theme, and I'm like, eh, maybe maybe not. Uh, don't do that. Um, I'm I'm tired of prequels. That's yep. I I don't at this point I don't care what came before. Let's move past what. Okay, so Game of Thrones happens. Now it's a hundred years later. Now you can reference some of that stuff that happened. You can oh I remember that. That's ooh they reference yeah. that. Um, to go farther back in time and they're doing the same thing with the other new series um lord of the rings thing on amazon i heard it's really good but again i haven't watched it i feel like it's a commitment like i've got to put myself in the lord of the rings or game of thrones although they are two totally different things in that mindset to sit there and enjoy it for an hour an hour and a half however long it is and I haven't uh, yeah, been there and yet. I'm like, yeah, I'll get there eventually. So when when I um, woke up this morning from my extremely long slumber from my trip yesterday, um, Leanne had the Lord of the Rings show on the TV in the bedroom. And um, you, you're right about the commitment because she, I woke up and I said, oh, what are you watching? She said, oh, Lord of the Rings. She says, there seems to be an awful lot going on. Yes. <laughs> I watched about five minutes of it and there seemed to be an awful lot going on and a lot of I th- the, my initial impression and so this is literally that I'm oh, not saying more than yep. five minutes of, of and it was halfway through was that there was an awful lot of people and I couldn't tell them apart very easily all the elves seemed to look very very similar and um, they're all English and um, elves it was very different oh Lord of the Rings okay yeah never mind yeah, yeah. I thought you said Game of Thrones yeah. No, no, this is the Lord right. of the Rings one. Yeah. Um, I could, yeah, so I, I was immediately struggling with who was who. 
Um, I did notice that they pronounced all the names of any of the characters from the early Lord of the Rings universe differently than the way I thought they pronounced them, which was annoying. <laughs> That's true with almost you know, any book, though. Like, of yeah, that I guess so. You, yeah, you get it in your head how it's pronounced, and then they say it in a movie or a TV show, and you're like, oh, that's how you say that. That's not how I thought it would be said. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So the, the Lord of the Rings one does look very dense, which, as you say, means it will involve some commitment i guess that's that's Um, a winter show for me yeah the other problem i've the problem with the game of thrones one is just that um it's from what i've uh, having not not watched it but from what i've heard so far from some of the reviews and stuff and that stuff even though it's a prequel it just seems like more of the same yeah it's just like you know people scheming to eventually run a sword through each other um and i just feel like i've been there done that if you're gonna do something i think that's something different well, maybe with Game of Thrones, that's what people have been crying out for. I know that they were particularly unhappy about the final season, so maybe just doing more of what, what they did before is is what they feel is going to work for them. The The only thing I would say with the Game of Thrones is it, it involves, unlike the Tolkien one, which obviously he's long dead, and apparently his family really don't like any of the uh, the stuff that's been developed. They hated the Peter Jackson movies. That's yeah, cool. Um, yeah, I, I, well, well, yeah, but you know, these are the people who represent the legacy in some respect. At least with Game of Thrones, the creator is directly involved with it. And yeah, but um, these people you know, are what in their nineties now, and they're we're talking about second or third generation of Tolkien's, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, but your but your opinion the, isn't any more important than mine. Well, I don't know. I mean, they've well, been the gatekeeper blood, for a long time. Yeah, and look, yeah, we got but, that awful animated movie back in the 70s and nothing since. And then Peter Jackson gets it and arguably creates one of the best trilogies in the history of time. I mean, the original Lord of the Rings is an amazing three-part. I, I agree, it's, though. It's apparently, just, apparently, they didn't care. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. <laughs> Nah, they shouldn't have done it exactly like the books. It should have been at least four movies of just Sam and Frodo walking and walking and walking, and then go into the history. Shut up! Can you? You know? You know what undercuts that argument is? You watch the Hobbit trilogy and you realize that they were right. They should have stopped. No, I agree. The The Hobbit is not good. (laughs) It's, no, it's it's one not. book that they split into three movies. It, it was totally and it was a short and it was a short book. <laughs> yes, that's the thing. Um, I I didn't care for the Hobbit movies. They're not no. very good. No. They're just not. You know, no. it it feels even some of the CGA CGI is not as good as the original. You're like, oh, what happened here? Um, yeah. But that kind of goes back to the argument of, and and you're a big proponent of. This concept, stop going back to the well and do something different yeah, and new. I am. Which is yeah. why I'm enjoying She-Hulk, even though it has some of the worst Uncanny Valley CGI I've ever seen. It's just atrocious how bad they're making her look in the show. It's just it's just really bad. They can't even get the eye tracking right half the time. It's just, it keeps pulling me out. It's so bad. But they are breaking the fourth wall, just like John Byrne did in the comics in the 80s. And I like it. I do. That, yeah. My I my my daughter and my wife have both watched all of the episodes so far. I've not seen it at all yet. I will binge it this weekend. It's good. But, um, I, it, it's but good they, in spite of. They love it. Yeah. And my daughter in particular loves mm-hmm. it. And I said to her said said do you like it more than Miss Marvel? And she went she paused and then she went, yeah. 
Yeah. I can understand why, because <laughs> each episode so far has had a cameo. Yeah. Um, like, were you curious on how the abomination was in Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi. Shang, 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 oh, well, did, I did wonder. It was, seemed a bit random that him and Wong were fighting each other. You find out why um, in this. And Wong okay. is one of the guest stars. So it's really okay. good. Um, as far as story, it's definitely innovative. You know, the first episode, of obviously, is the Hulk. Um, I, I'm really, really digging it. Even though the CGI is some of the worst I've ever seen. For this to come out of Marvel and Disney to look this bad, man, I want to say it's almost unforgivable, but it's not because the story is saving it. Well, I'll take bad going CGI. Back to what, going back to what we were talking about, story over yeah. bad story with great CGI any day of the but week. Re- yeah, remember what we were talking about back at the beginning of the show? Those eighties and nineties tv shows like airwolf mm-hmm. i mean they would have they would make five or six stock shots and they would just reuse them oh, yeah, every week yeah. and, and we didn't care no we didn't care because <laughs> yeah. oh here's so, the one where it banks left over those copes of trees exactly you know yeah you know we 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 just didn't mind because it was service to the story and oh, oh the stories were bad I too mean, <laughs> was, was yeah, that's, say, that's where my argument breaks yeah, down yeah, is because, because the, the stories, stories were Garbage. Yeah, yeah, it's it wasn't a good show. It, let's be honest. It, it was, it but was it was all we had for back us. Then. <laughs> we were probably what thirteen when it came out. We, yeah, we, we it was all we had. Yeah, it's um, all we had. And so yeah, yeah, we did not have the embarrassment of riches we have no, nowadays. It, Funnily enough, um, I I texted you during the week because uh, I was in San Francisco and I turned on the TV and uh, I said to you fifty channels and there's nothing to watch. Yes, it's all garbage but they uh, i did find a channel where they were for some reason showing over and over again the movie the terminator so i watched the end of the terminator and then the beginning of the terminator for about 20 minutes yeah and uh, again talk about the at the end of that movie you remember the the so they're being chased by the terminator and eventually he gets blown up and he's just he doesn't get crushed well, he does crush just before he gets crushed. He's he's just the the metal skeleton. Yeah, exoskeleton. Arnold Arnold's gone, yeah. and they they used stop motion. Oh yeah, to do it was that. bad. At, right. Well, it it was bad, but at, for the time, actually. Oh no, for the time it was bad. it was creepy and yeah. cool and yeah. And you have got to remember that the Terminator was pretty much a low budget movie. Oh yeah, there came was out as well. We think of the Terminator now as this multi billion dollar franchise where they got all the money in the world to make them, and maybe they do. Although I heard that they're they're maybe backing off all of it right now, um, or it, it the next Amazon series. Um, but when they first came out, that movie n- nobody knew what it was. There there was no. no big hype. It it was popular because it was good, and it really is. I mean, it was a cool concept. It was well acted for what it was. Even yeah. Terminator 2, which I think is actually a better movie than the first Terminator, yeah. it really felt like, wow, this is a franchise now. This is a, a new Star Wars type of thing where they're going to have multiple movies and it's good. And then it just goes downhill after that. Well, I, I think, I, actually, so I, as I often do when I see something that I'm not seeing for a long time, I went and hit Wikipedia and <laughs> kind of read a lot of the background. So it's interesting. First of all, Arnold, Arnold um, auditioned for the Kyle Reese role. And that's what he who he wanted to play because you know he was he was on his way up in his career and he didn't want to be the bad guy. Yeah. So uh, he he auditioned for Kyle Reese and he didn't he didn't get it. And then you know James Cameron said, you know what, um, 
what about if you were the robot? And uh, he kind of talked him into it. And both Arnold and um, James Cameron, they only ever saw it as the two movies. They they saw Terminator 2, which at the time, originally they wanted to have um, the original Terminator to be the metal CGI Terminator, but the, in 1984, the special effects couldn't do it. So that's why they turned him into the, the flesh-covered robot. So the reason they did Terminator 2 is they wanted to bring that concept back. Um, but, but both Arnold, because Arnold had a producing credit on Terminator 2, they both basically saw them as a book-ended movie set and nothing more, not as a franchise. And in, which is why James Cameron really only had limited involvement with anything after that, because... You know, Arnold turning up for the money, but um, everyone else kind of thought, you know, really that the original two movies were the story. The last um, one that came out with the female Terminator was actually pretty decent. I would rank it as number three. That's Dark Fate, yep, wasn't it? Yep. That was yeah, and 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 again, that was all that that the the approach they took there was a, it was a sequel to Terminator Two, and they ignored everything else. Yes, thank God. Um, so, so yeah, and I agree. Of, uh, although, spoilers, of course, I, they completely invalidated Terminator 2. Yeah. <laughs> like, within the first four, four minutes of the movie, they're like, I know. oh, by the way, if you love Terminator 2, <laughs> yeah. we completely yeah. do away with it because he still dies but- and we kill him. <laughs> That like, was Jesus the- Christ, we went two and a half hours and, hey, he survived. Well, they, and yeah, so, 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 yeah, so it's like everybody should just give up. I just really, walked out of the water if, if, you can, if you can spend all that time blowing stuff up and then at the end of it, you think, okay, so we've finally beaten the ba- the, the future baddie and then the future baddie still managed to send somebody else afterwards to, to do the job. It's just like, well, you might as well just give up at that point. Yeah, sorry about that, folks. Um yeah, I, I hit the cable. My iPhone is plugged into my uh, live track uh, Zoom machine, and it just decided, hey, you know what? We're not connected now. So I couldn't hear David, even though you guys <laughs> could. Well, let's a little inside baseball. You're not listening to the show. Last episode of Geeky's Pub, or Geek's Pub um, with Donnie and I, that whole thing was just recorded on my side. So you heard Donnie the way I heard Donnie. Which is why it was a little tinny um, with yeah. David. And that's the way we used to do this show as yes. well. Yes, yep. And now now David and I both record each our own end of the conversation. I record both just in case. Um, yeah, so do I. And, and so we can dump the other person and then put the good audio, the direct audio that he's recording. Uh, so to back up even further, David and I both have a podcast rig set up. Yep. And we both record and we both have good mics. So when we're done, I take the SD card out and I copy all my files, including a track that was recording both of us, and I import them into GarageBand. David does the same thing, but he just sends me via Dropbox his copy of the audio, just him. Yeah. So I then line up the master with just my voice and just his voice, or as close as I could possibly get it. Then I dump out date, uh, the the combined one, so it's just our separate audios, and that's how you guys hear us in, in good audio quality. That's how the magic's achieved. Yeah, so when I'm talking to David, the audio is way worse for what I'm hearing compared to what you guys will hear in the actual show. And, and, and that's not just what I'm saying. That's actually physically the audio. Yes. <laughs> um, you did something kind of cool. Um on your communist visit to uh, San Francisco. 
You were wondering Sorry. when I was going to bring that up, weren't you? Yeah, I was. <laughs> David was called a communist. Uh, let me tell you, San Francisco is more San Francisco than it has ever been. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's ever been to downtown San Francisco, yeah, we knows that you you get the usual, um, the usual kind of American city stuff turned up to eleven. So you've got you've got a, a, a lot of homeless people. Um, you've got a lot of pe- crazy people shouting at themselves as they walk around or shouting down the street uh, and all of this sort of thing. But they have a, a real bigger problem than they've ever had because of the COVID pandemic and because all the stores were shut and everything with theft. Um, so, Tim, you know that um, that city target there is just on the yeah, corner near Moscone Centre. Yep. So you go in there now uh, and lit literally 40 50 percent of the store the shelves are locked away behind plastic cabinets with locks on and if you want to get anything off those shelves you have to press a button and call an employee to come and give it to you because that's what they've had to do because they were just being decimated by theft uh, and all the local drug stores and everything are pretty much the same so i went into uh, walgreens that the last the, the last physical day i was in san francisco this was this was friday morning and uh, I'd put all my, uh, all my, I packed all my stuff up and left it in the hotel. Uh, and I was just going to spend the morning around San Francisco before I headed for the airport. I realized I'd forgotten some toiletries that I needed to use. So I went into the uh, store to buy them. And while I'm in there, there's this um, quite, actually, she was quite happy and pleasant looking homeless lady wandering around the store, singing to herself as normal. But I noticed she was picking stuff off the shelves and shoving them under her ja- under her, her hoodie. So I uh, I mentioned this to a store employee who went and approached said woman and kicked her out of the store. Well, she went ballistic. And she went ballistic at me because she'd seen I'd spoken to the employee and knew that I'd basically, I'd, uh, I'd turned her in. <laughs> She's shouting at me, you, you communist... <laughs> Wouldn't it, wouldn't you the, with your fat belly, I've got to eat. I, I'm, I'm, I'd, I'd, obviously, I didn't engage in the crazy person conversation. I'm thinking, well, if you've got to eat, why are you stealing toothpaste? And if you're just taking stuff, wouldn't that be the real communism that we just... <laughs> exactly, yeah, I thought. I thought. That's, I, I, well, obviously, yeah, I'm not going to debate semantics with no. a crazy homeless person. But, you know, uh, yeah, and, and of course typical thing is is the security guard moved them outside and then she stood in the doorway shouting at me for five minutes before she moved on uh, it was quite it was quite hilarious in a in a, a weird kind of way and also as well when i was i i went to see our good friend owen rubin on thursday night and he dropped me off at the bart station after we after we were done and um while i'm stood there at the station this, this guy from the opposite platform now the bar is a heavy rail system but it has an electric rail so it has literally has a live third rail he jumps off the platform on the other side walks across two tracks climbs back up onto the platform on my side and then after a couple of minutes climbs back down again and lies down between the rails sounds about right (laughs) and the train was was probably only two three minutes away then he picked himself up and he wandered off down the track so that was entertaining. <laughs> and of course, you know, we're all, everyone's kind of looking and nobody wants to act. So I, I went and, and kind of hit the call button on the platform and said, there's somebody on the track, you know. And of course, it's, it's American uh, rail people. So they, weren't, they, they just kind of went, uh, okay. <laughs> there was no real urgency. And then the guy came up with a radio and he started 
went to the edge of the platform nearest where the guy wandered off down the track and started shouting him, you going to get off the track? Like, like the guy hadn't just hadn't realised he shouldn't be on the track. So uh, it, it was a long, it was a long journey back because um, that that meant that uh, that obviously they turned the trains off, they turned the power off. There was a whole great deal. I don't know. There's uh, a lot of yeah, that going on San everywhere. It's not just San yeah, Francisco. It, people yeah, are crazy I, everywhere. And I, I was, and I was and talking. Parents to, are getting worse, by the way. Yeah. I was talking to somebody in um, at the conference I was at, and he was from Portland. And he said, "He said Portland is like this now." He said, "Never used to be, but it is now." Yeah, this downtown Portland is the same. I had a lady come in. Well, it was a couple. Uh, although the husband never talked, and he seemed embarrassed, and she wanted to come in and buy a brand new Rav Four Hybrid. And I said, mm-hmm. "Awesome! You know, I can help you pick one out. You know, pick the colors and all the things that you want, trim level and." Um, the way it works now is we'd put together a formal proposal based on what you want, um, take a deposit. And then when we get one, that one's yours. Well, I want yeah. it today. Well, unfortunately, ma'am, there's our lots empty. There's no cars out there for sale. Yeah. Well, you, you can't buy one today. Are you telling me in this country, I just can't walk in and buy what I want, what I want. You can't, you refuse to sell me what I want. And <laughs> I, I, I was. Did, I did was she shocked. Think, did she think if you had one, you would? Because the the mindset there is, you have what I want. You're just deciding for bureaucratic reasons. Yeah. You don't want to give it to me. Yeah, she, she was just livid. They were <laughs> yeah, they well, were yeah, in there but, for about ninety seconds and walked out. And I just like three other people yeah. that were in the store salesmen all looked at me like, "What the hell is that about?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah I don't know." I tried to be nice. Well, I was yeah. nice. I didn't even try. I was nice, but. Some people just don't live in reality. It's like, I would love to sell you one right now. Are you kidding me? Yeah. What sort of salesman would not take your money if you were able to sell them what they wanted? It's it's a different world for sure. Yeah. Anything else going on? We're only a little over half hour, but I feel like we... Yeah. Did did those people, by the way, did they call you a communist? No. No, they know better. (laughs) I'm a salesman. No, maybe if you called the they called you a communist you would have sold them the car they wanted hmm. i could tell you i'm playing a new game i'm playing the yeah. new yeah i'm playing the new um saints row on ps5 now saints row was a series um initially it came out on the xbox 360 at a time when everybody was waiting because early in the xbox 360 there was no open world games and remember yeah. gta was a massive hit on ps2 so the yep. the Xbox 360 comes out, and we hear that GTA is eventually coming, but it's not there yet. <laughs> so here's this game from a new studio called Violation, Volation, something like that. I Volition. can't remember. Volition. That's Volition. what they called. I knew to start with the V, and they come out with a game that's essentially GTA. I mean, you, they had a little demo that was available for about two months before they released the actual game. And it was like maybe 10 blocks, if that. And it wasn't yeah. a whole lot to do, but I played the crap out of it. And I was really di- And it looked so much better than GTA on PS2. I mean, it wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I loved it. Fell in love with the series. So I bought that one. The second one came out and it was a little bit over the top, but it was still good. And then the third one, Saints Row 3 or 4, I don't remember, came out and they just, it, it was just stupid. 
I mean, it was the yeah, dumbest, I, uh, vulgar, nasty, just way over the top. That it just. <sighs> I was just going to say. I think I had. I have one of them on my Switch, and I played about half an hour of it, and it was. It was. I mean, <laughs> a little bit over the top. In 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 this one, I I played a guy who was meant to. He originally had been had been the leader of this crew, and then right. for some reason he was like a movie star, uh, and yep. somebody had a beef with him, and. Um, in like in the first 10 minutes of the game, he's in this penthouse apartment and somebody destroys the penthouse apartment with missiles to kidnap him. Well, and then it turns and, out. It's and at the that whole point, thing. I'm thinking um, at that point, I'm thinking, uh, yeah, wow, this is somewhat disconnected. Well, from- it, it's even worse because that turns <laughs> out the entire the whole thing is fake. It's it's right. it's you a simulation. And so you could pretty much you could become like a superhero in the game. So right. it just got over the top, and they kept milking it and milking it, and people stopped caring, right? Yeah. Well, that studio decided they're going to redo, and they're going to start from scratch. Forget all the stuff that came before. Uh, new setting. It's kind of in the desert, kind of Las Vegas-ish, um, but definitely its own kind of w- world, if you will. Um, yeah. But start from scratch. Forget all the over-the-top antics and all that, and get back to what the core was of the game to a certain extent. Um, I'm enjoying it so far. The the yeah. play mechanics are pretty good. Um, I'm not. It's it's not too difficult to figure out the controls, which to me, like my Cole loves the new Spider-Man game. I I yeah. can't get into it because I can't get the stupid character to swing the way I want. He's way over here, and I. Ugh, it, if it's hard to move around, you lose me immediately. Um, this game, though, is it's way over the top at some of the action sequences, but it works in the same cool. way that GTA works. So I've been enjoying that. I'm, I'm kind of impressed with it so far. Um, I don't remember how much I paid. It was like 50 bucks. Yeah. So for me, that's a lot of money to spend on a game I might not like. But yeah, I heard good things, so I gave it a shot, and I'm happy with it so far. And I have been playing a little bit. Well, let me back up and say I've been using a little bit the uh, Oculus Rift, Oculus whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. Um, Cole still plays it occasionally, not as much as I was hoping after spending 400 bucks for it. Yeah. But I don't play games on it. I, I watch movies. Yeah, like 3D movies, uh, and I started watching because I purchased uh, the the new Top Gun movie on YouTube. Right, I I fired that up on on the VR, and it was kind of like being an IMAX dude. <laughs> it was yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I was like, whoa, and I skipped to because I'd already watched it. I skipped to a couple scenes that I knew were very cinematic with the jets flying and stuff like that, and wow, it was. Uh, Holy crap, it was pretty cool. So, you remember after the show we talked about that, I texted you to say that I'd ordered one. Yeah. Alexandra, yeah. Well, guess what? You, <laughs> it never turned up. It never turned up? It never turned up. It Because it was on eBay. No. <laughs> and, it, and it just never turned up. And then I ordered another one. And that one didn't turn up either. You know, so there's a lot of scammers out there. I didn't lose any money. I didn't lose any money because eBay is very good at that nowadays. Yeah, they're so uh, you know, um, yeah. The first one was definitely a scam um, because the guy just, you know, he uh, 
he started emailing me all of these excuses, this, that, and the other. And, you yeah. know, uh, it was obvious that he didn't actually have it and was hoping to get away with the money. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, and, and he was, tr- yeah, basically he was trying to talk me out of raising a complaint. He said, oh, no, don't, don't raise a complaint. I'll just PayPal you the money back. Sure. And I know how this goes. This is the one to one then where you get an email supposedly from PayPal saying you need to go to this link to, to validate your claim for money and that sort of thing. I know it's a scam. Yeah. Right. So I just ignored him and went, went back through. Anyway. The second one, the guy, uh, after, I, after I ordered it, the guy, the guy had sold it and he'd said that it came with all the games he bought for it. And um, then can't. he emailed me. Said oh, he said, "Yeah." Well, then he emailed me. Said, "Well, I, I know I said this, but I've realised that you can't do that. They're all tied to my Facebook account." Yep. Uh, and uh, so I, I at that, at that point, I, well, I, I just I was just I was just worried then that well, well, what else has he got wrong? <laughs> what else has he not been honest about or anything? So I just said, "Just forget it." And he got I got a refund on that as well. So I'm still looking. To buy one because I, I got mine legitimately. The price is, yeah, the price has gone up now, so I well, not that you the... weren't going to get it legitimately. You know what I mean? I, I went yeah. to Best Buy. I ordered yeah. on Best Buy's website. It came like four days later. I got it. I could have gone yeah. and picked it up, but I was like, yeah, just deliver it. Nobody wants to go to Best Buy and they can avoid it. And, you know, I've been surprised every time I've gone to Best Buy. The last two or three times, they're way busier than I would expect them to be in today's day and age. I think yep. I think Best Buy is doing okay. Yeah, well, which is good. good. I mean, you know, I don't want to see any store close. I like choice, yeah. you know. But the uh, the um, the downtown area, of San Francisco, is fifty percent empty of the stores now. They've got, they've all gone out of business. I'm not surprised. Um, well, plus it's so yeah. freaking expensive. I don't know how that city expects. Or let's back up and say all major cities. New York is the same way. And so is uh, Los Angeles, and so is Houston. You get these big cities, Chicago, where rent for a storefront is through the freaking roof. Well, they, I think they, a lot of the stores rely on the passing trade from the fact that people work in the middle of the city, but of course people aren't coming in to work now. Yeah, that's they, a little bit. Work. It's also touristy stuff, but it it really is the cost of rent in those places, David. Yeah. I mean, it's it's look. As someone who ran a store in downtown Chicago, I know how much rent is. We closed that store because it cost four times as much rent as one in the suburbs, and it did a quarter of the business. I mean, it made no sense. You know, once our lease was up, we were gone out of that position because, or um, location, because it it just made no sense at all. Yeah. I don't know why they opened that store to begin with. Maybe they thought being that close to the, um, merchandise mart would you know generate a lot of foot traffic and it did but it was people going to and from work they're not stopping in a store um yeah. especially in a place that's called merchandise mart um yeah. but it it doesn't make sense to have stores in a big city when so many people are shopping online i, I think it has less to do with people working from home now and more to do with more people buying stuff online not at this little specialty clothing shop down the street where the rent's $20,000 a month. Yeah. I mean, how, how do you survive that? And obviously the answer is you don't. They go out of business. They go out of business, yeah. And plus in San Francisco, all the theft, I mean, forget about it. Well, I don't think the boutique clothing stores were suffering too much from theft. 
because uh, the, the homeless people did not seem to be um, wearing designer. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> boutique like stores anyway. in San Francisco means vintage older stuff because that's cool yeah. now. I mean, I saw a Def, an old Def Leppard concert T-shirt that some boutique store was selling, and it was like 40 bucks. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I know. Oh, well. I think with I that, we're going to... Go ahead. I, I, I was going to say that the problem as well with... with uh, I, I've never I've never quite understood the T-shirt business because you can now get pretty much anything you want printed on any T-shirt anytime. Yeah, I don't yeah, get you it You don't either. need to go out and buy somebody's merch. Mm-mm. If you want a particular thing, you know, you can make it yourself. You can get the album cover you want and have it printed on a T-shirt. Yeah. Julie, half um, the T-shirts I wear are something Julie designed or made. I've yeah, got my tech yeah. fan on. Well, no, Julie didn't make this one. This was screen printed years and years ago. All right. With that, we're going to wrap up this episode of The Geek's Pub, David. Um, I'm glad you're back from your many worldly travels. You didn't get COVID and die. I'm happy about that. And Alexander got COVID. Did he really? On the yeah, he came. We we left the cruise ship and he was coughing. And when we got home, we found out he had COVID. So I don't know why you went on a cruise. I really don't. <laughs> I just I I'm sure they're fun. I just don't. We're in a global pandemic, and you decided to go for a boat ride on a well, petri we, dish. When we when we when we booked it, we kind of hoped the pandemic would be done. Um, so. Hmm. We did book it a year ago. Hmm. All right. We booked, Guess what? We booked one for next year. So. Of course you did, because... Because <laughs> that's what you do. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> there's nothing else to do in this world except getting another freaking boat. Yep. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. See you.